The following program is a paid commercial presentation on WINT. The views and opinions presented on this program do not necessarily coincide with those of our ownership, management, or staff. Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. The purpose of our RRR, the purpose of our show, is to have fun talking about small business stuff. Along the way, we're going to give you, if you own a company or if you're thinking of starting a company, tools to help you succeed with your small business. No matter what you're doing, honestly, we can help. And my name is Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my partner, Adam Sunholder. He's walking around the studio here. We can't pin him down. He's knocking my chair out of the way. And he's having a generally good time. That's tonight. right. I'm trying to be more mobile tonight, Jack. So we're going oh, with a different look. But wait, I got to tell, tell the audience what we do. Oh. We help people. Owners okay. of small kind of companies. People? They're people. Owners of small companies. <laughs> they're they're not, people, too. Not that's small right. owners of, <laughs> of large companies. We like small owners, too. Don't, don't, well, we, that's we, true. We don't discriminate that way. <laughs> so anyway, what we have... We help owners of small businesses get unstuck, unstuck from a state of how. Every small business owner has endless how questions that they deal with, many of them every day. How do I meet the payroll? How do I hire good people? How do I get more sales? How do I get rid of my brother-in-law that I started this company with five years ago? How, how, how? How do I keep the police off my back? How do I get more cash? Oh, the police. That's a good one, Jack. That is a good one. That's a one. new one. It is a new one, too. I agree. But I'm here with my partner, as I say, partner for 15 years coaching together. We coach in a company called Maximum Value Partners, and uh, we are business coaches. And we're here today on this beautiful spring night in the wonderful city of Willoughby. And uh, Adam's standing up today. He's a tall guy anyway, so if you just see a chest walking around for those who are looking at streaming video... Streaming, my head's cut off. I can see it. My head's cut off. It's kind of like the headless talking head. We got that works. That's the headless <laughs> talking head. <laughs> all right. We gotta we gotta fix our f- camera focus here. That's, that's all right. That's all right. All right. So what's up tonight, Adam? That's right. So welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We have some good news for you as well. Uh, for those of you who are live listeners here, we're here um, live on the air from seven thirty to eight thirty p.m. on Wednesday evenings. That's Eastern Time. For our podcast listeners, you you, you know where to find us. You find us either online at the uh, WINT Radio. Uh, dot com on their on their shows the archive shows, or on iTunes or on sh- or Stitcher 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 I think is what it's called Stitcher. sorry Stitcher, um, but anyway the good news is you get more of us now. Oh man! Where our shows in the past have been about forty four or forty five minutes, you're now going to get about fifty two minutes. I think that's so that's more that's Adam. more airtime, Jack, which is good, right? We're going to be able to fill that, or are we just going to have oh, periods of silence? No trouble filling stuff, Jack. That's always okay. that's always that's always our specialty. So. As always, you're welcome to be part of the show. We encourage you to call in uh, if you have how questions of your own. Uh, we have lots of them that, that, we're, that we always discuss every week, and if you want to react to some of those or share some of your stories, the best way to reach us here is live in the studio. The number is 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-WINT. And uh, we're, we're here, to, to, here to share some stories and experience. As Jack mentioned, not only 15 years together we've been coaching, owners of small companies, but uh, Jack and I have personally owned and operated 20 companies ourselves. We've been involved with big corporations as well early in our careers. There's really nothing we haven't been through, either personally in our own experience or through our clients as well. So Nothing. Whatever we, how challenge you're wrestling with or, or, or trying to opportunity to see, we've been there. 
Been there, right. done that. That's right. We help. We help the owners of small businesses learn the business side of business, and we'll define that very briefly as the marketing. Put a marketing plan together to drive sales, and the administrative part of the business, which so so many business owners just absolutely dislike. They dislike it because many times it's boring, but more importantly, they don't know what the heck it it, it entails. Things like accounting. Things like putting a plan together, not an academic uh, pursuit of a business plan, something more real, something that, that, that lives and breathes your language. Uh, getting good people and understanding how to get and motivate and hire good people. That's the kind of stuff we coach on, and we've been very successful with it. Over our 15 years, we've, had, we've bumped our bald heads a few times, but basically we've been able to... Uh, put together a plan, not a plan, a program, which we call the seven, what, Adam? Seven keys to success. Thank you. And there are seven of those seven keys. And when you master those seven keys, and it may take years, but when you master them, you're going to be successful, and we define that as growing sustainable profits. That's what we do. That's right. And it all wraps around the how questions, and we frame all of the how questions, and the answers are within those seven keys. So whether it be trying to figure out where you're trying to go for a long-term vision for your company, whether it's trying to put together that profit plan to know that you're going to make money on purpose this year, it's trying to find out how to put together a marketing plan in order to grow and grow with the right kind of customers for you and be able to find more of those kind of customers. Well, it's trying to decide whether the people you've got in your organization are the right people for you or not. And how do you communicate with them and let them know what's going on in your, in your organization? How do you find good new people? If you're dealing with some leadership issues in terms of what your style is like or trying to find ways to get better and get your team better at leading their troops, how do you go about doing all those kind of things? If you're struggling with some cash flow issues, how do you kind of get comfortable that you're going to have enough cash in the bank to make those investments that are necessary to help kind of grow your company or maybe make it through a tough period of time? And be able to, as Jack said, to talk about your company and present the business side of business. It's things we help. Th- those seven keys are what we help our clients with. If you want to learn more, you can head out, head out to our website, which is at MaximumVP.com. You'll find a nice little printout there of our seven keys to success. And it's a great little poster to kind of put up. All of our clients have that poster up in their, in their offices. They help to, to, to reference it every day. Whatever you're going through, one of those, if not more than one of those seven keys can help answer that. That's right. That's correct. Though. All right. Well, so I have a how question since you gave me that little segue here. Jump on it. Go ahead. I'll see if it's any you good. use that word profit plan. Well, how do I get rid of, if I'm a business owner, how do I get rid of a budget mindset? All right. So we got to do that. Gotta, That's gotta, your, on, one of def- your favorite topics. I know. Adam. you got to define a budget mindset because you know, Jack and I have been on a, a quest to rid the business world of that term, budget. A worldwide pursuit. That's right. It of starts getting rid of that word. It starts right here in Northeast Ohio. We started to spread it throughout the country of getting rid of that budget mindset. So when we talk about a budget mindset, Jack, what are we talking about? I, I picture uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest with Jack Nicholson. It's an old classic movie. And in it, he literally is in an old old line of sane asylum, and he's in a straitjacket at one of the scenes, a couple of the scenes. So a budget reminds me every time I hear that word, every time I look at, at a report that's titled Budget, I think of Jack Nicholson in a straitjacket. It, it binds you. It, it's an old, dusty accounting term that, that basically uh, is not breathing life into a plan, is not breathing life into the numbers. Whereas what we call the same thing, what we call it a profit plan, 
and just stop and think of the logic there. If you're in the business of making profit, why in the world would you say, hey, I need a budget? Why wouldn't you say if you're in the, in the world of making a profit, why wouldn't you say, hey, I have a plan to make a profit. I have a profit plan. It can be exciting. It can be honest to God. It can truly be exciting to think about what you're going to do, spending all that money once you master and put a good profit plan together and execute on it. It's as good as gold. All right, let me work off your cuckoo's nest example. It's a great straight jacket. It's a great visual. And for those of you who've seen the movie, you kind of know how it ends, right? Remember what happens to this character at the end? You're talking to me? Yeah. That's that's uh, De Niro and Taxi Driver. No, 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 no. He gets a lobotomy, <laughs> doesn't he? Right? Isn't that I what know. happens? All no, right. he does. He so does. that's the way. That's that's one you, way. You talking to me was the other movie. Oh, yeah. That's from that's from Taxi Driver. I got that. Thank you, Jack. Where this is old We're going back to the night. 70s movies. That's all right. Our audience knows these movies. All right. So <laughs> that's one way to get rid of the budget mindset is going to give somebody a lobotomy. We're not going to do that drastic yet. But part not of the budget yet, mindset, let me, let, me, let me share a quick story yeah, to give, okay. give you a sense of where it comes from. People usually hear this. So we had a client of ours, and before he started his own company, he had done some different things. He had been a teacher for a while. He went and worked for a government agency for a while, and then he couldn't, couldn't quite fit in there, and he went and started his own company. But when he was working for a government agency, within the first few months, they had gone through their budgeting season, budgeting process. Now, our client being an upstanding guy and, and very excited and really taking this, this role seriously, a new guy coming in, he came into that budget meeting. He was, re- he was raring and ready to go. He was all excited. He had come in, and he had found ways to save about $70,000. All excited, right? Remember the story. So he comes this in. He's, he's got his folder ready to go. He sits down with his boss. He says, hey, I got, I got things figured out. He gets, he gets the folder slides over. He said, look, I have a plan in here that shows how we're going to be able to save 70000 bucks from our budget. Now, his boss, not excited at all, very stone-faced, doesn't open the folder at all, takes the folder, pushes it back to our client. Not only will we find ways to spend that 70000 bucks you, that you took out, you're going to find ways to add another 100000 bucks to that because we got to spend our budget or else we lose it. Our budget. All right. So we're talking about a budget mindset. Now that's government. That's what we're talking about. Well, that, but that, that's what happens. People, people, people take that and, and, and they shy away that. from it as opposed to the profit mindset. That's correct, right? though. boy. So Adam. You're right. If I have right a profit on. mindset, not a budget mindset, I'm not just spending money to spend money. I'm spending money to help increase profits or to maintain profits, not to spend money. See you folks out there. Doesn't that sound more exciting? Sounds exciting when he's talking about it because he's still standing up, but that's okay. It's you all don't, it takes you to get you excited, Jack. <laughs> I'm easy. I'm easy, Adam. But he's standing up, and his voice is it inflection? What's the word? I'm using a big word again. Got to watch it. Well, that's my job to use the big words on the show. I know, show. You and I got to correct you when, when you use them. But every once in a while, I use them. But you're standing, and your voice is more powerful here. We got to. Well, we'll see how it does in the second segment when we come back. So yeah, we'll come back and we'll, and we'll, <laughs> we'll delve more into this in terms of how, how to rid the small business world of that budget mindset. So That's stay tuned right. for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we're business coaches with a company called Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We help business owners get unstuck from that state of how. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM. 
the new 101.5 FM and online at WINTradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and I see, Adam, you're still standing, and that's a good thing. Now, I, I like the idea of you standing. All right. I don't know why, but uh, it looks good, different. We're trying to spice up this little... Thinking little, of Elton uh, John now, Jack. We're on our 70s theme, right? <laughs> I think it was a 70s song, Elton John. Might be. Maybe uh, his 80s, but it's close enough. He had a lot of them. I'm still standing. It was one of his best. But anyway, I'm Jack Mancini, and we're business coaches. Adam and I have been together 15 years doing this stuff. And we help small business owners, or better put, owners of small businesses, get unstuck from a state of how. Any business, any industry, chances are very high if you're coachable. And we we screen people. We don't take everybody on who we meet. We screen you, and if if you pass the test, if you are coachable per our system, and you stay committed to our program, you're going to be successful. And we define success as growing sustainable profits? It's a great question you asked, Jack. Are you coachable? That's right. Do you know how they can find out? I, I know you're going to tell them. I know you are going to tell gotta them. You've got to go to our website, Jack, MaximumVP.com. There's a coachability quiz there. Go answer those 20, I think it's 22 questions. Maybe it's 19 questions. There's a couple of questions there to answer. It takes you three or four minutes at most. That's right. Are you coachable? Because guess what? If you aren't coachable, chances are you're a big part of the problem. That's right. We won't even start with you if you aren't coachable. And and you know, it's and the reason and the reason we do that is because we have filtered out the people who aren't coachable and if we do start with them and you aren't coachable, well, obviously you aren't going to be successful. For those who we do select, basically if you stick with our program, you're going to be successful. That's right. One of our seven keys to success is getting the profit plan pulled together, and we'll touch on that here in a second because we were talking in the, in the opening segment with Jack's how question of how do you rid the small business world of the budget mindset. So if you have some stories on that or thoughts on that or you've got a how question of your own, you're always welcome to be part of the show. Please feel free to call in. Uh, you can get us here live in the studio from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday. The number here is 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-WINT. All right, so we framed a little bit of that budget mindset and kind of contrasted it to the idea of a profit mindset and and try to reinforce the importance of that profit mindset, not a budget mindset. The idea of being able to increase profit, not worry about not spending money because you can not spend your way out of or spend your way out of business instead of, looking at how do we make more profits. So how do we start to rid that? How do we, if you can't lobotomize somebody, Jack, how do we rid them of that straight jacket you mentioned in the first well, first, first segment? The first thing they got to do is show up for work with the idea that one of their jobs is to be inspirational. I'm not talking evangelical inspiration, although that isn't bad if, you, if you're standing up in, in front of a group of people. You might be able to Amen, do Amen, brother. That's it. See, Adam's pumped up. He stands up and all of a sudden strange things happen with him. But that's good. <laughs> but the first, you know, one of the big things you got to do is be inspirational. So if, if you got to go to work, you're driving along and you're thinking about what your day is going to be and you got to meet with your, your key employees and you're going to talk about a budget. Oh, my God. I think I drive right by the company and keep on driving. What a snoozer. They're all going to be... 
bobbing their heads in the seats or going, oh, it's like being back in school, right? Who, you know, but, find any reason reason not to come into work that but, day. But, Adam, if I'm driving to work, I'm going to meet my, my key employees, and we're going to put together a profit plan. Okay, I'm going to start spending those dollars or earmarking them for something. I'm going to be pretty excited, and if I do this right, by the time I get to the office, I'm going to be so pumped up that, hey, guys, we're going to make a profit of this this year, and, and we're all going to figure out how to do it, and that's going to be our plan next year, and by God, we're going to do it. But wait a minute. What is the, how does a profit help me as an employee, Jack? Oh, it helps you greatly, Adam, especially if you're part of the, 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 the team that put it together and you're one of the key employees because that profit plan is going to make your life, not only in the business world but personally, because you're going to share in more profits, chances are. And, and we're assuming that the, uh, the business owner is going to also do things in a leadership way that creates a culture to share that profit. So, so hey, we can, we can make more money. Interest. We can make more money. So profit, Absolutely. money. Absolutely. That's the same thing. Are you talking about profit? Profits making money. Yes, money. So we're talking about profits. making money. That's right. Those words right. are used interchangeably, and everyone likes money, and everyone likes profits, but many people don't know what profits are. Well, profits, profits. <laughs> so how do they like it? Right. Well, no. In our day and age, I think profits become a, a dirty word. It's not a four-letter word. It's a six-letter word, but it seems to be treated like a four-letter word sometimes. It does. I agree. And profit is what makes everything go. Because without it, we have no business. We have no cash. We have no ability to pay our employees or our vendors or to be able to, put the, to, be able to turn the lights on. So many people don't understand that. And, and why it's gotten a bad name is beyond me. It's, it's just silly. From, from our life's experience, all good things come from profits. Well, let's put it this way. All good things should come from profits. And the, the, the uh, more, let's say, astute, culturally enlightened people will make sure that their profits really are used in a good way, not only to enrich themselves but their employees and the community they live in. All right, so I'm, I'm pulling out my phone here for a second, Jack, because I wanted to talk about what happens when you don't have a profit plan in place. Okay. All right, because I, I got a text from a... Uh, a friend and a former a former suspect of ours or prospect of ours. Okay. And I had, hadn't seen this guy in a couple of years. We talked to him a couple of years back. Maybe it was a year and a half ago. And texted me out of the blue. Said, um, "Is this sudden slowdown in business with bigger companies because of the election year, proposed tax cuts, etc.? We've hit the wall. And it's getting kind of scary. We're down forty to fifty percent the last three weeks. Hmm. Now, picture that." Owners who are listening to this, and even folks who work for smaller companies listening to that. How many times have you heard something like that come up? You feel the stress of the owner coming in. Hey, folks, business is down this week, this month. There's a sense of panic, sense of dread, fear. Sense of, that's right. People walking around in eggshells, right? How does that happen? Well, I guarantee you, you don't have a plan to make money on purpose. This text is a great example of that. It's very common. All of a sudden, there's, a, there's something going on. They, they aren't sure why. Whenever people are looking for the outside reasons, hey, it's, it's politics, it's the economy, it's, it's something outside of the business that's causing either the business to do well or not do well. We, we, we had a client, boy, it was probably five, six years ago now, and uh, the reason he brought us on board, he was... A little bit more than a decade into the business, 
first 12 years they'd kind of grown and done really well. Uh, and they weren't quite sure why. And then year 13, all of a sudden things started to go south a little bit. And again, they weren't sure why, right? They weren't doing anything different. So they brought us on because they wanted to maybe do something a little bit different. But they had no idea what they were doing right or not doing right or what was going on. They figured it was just no, the marketplace right. No idea how right? to do it. So when you don't have a plan in place, because a plan isn't just an exercise to go either put a bunch of numbers into an Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet or to go put it into a QuickBooks file, wherever it might be. There's a lot of good thinking that goes into this, and it drives a bunch of activity. I don't believe that, Adam. I think planning pl profits is a bunch of nonsense. How do I know what's going to happen tomorrow? <laughs> well, we, could, we can go ask Karnak. We could. That's one Karnak way. knows. Um, he always has the answer. Otherwise, we look at what's happened. Okay, so if you've been around for a little while, you start there. Been around for a couple of years, you can you can, you can plan look and your see. revenue pretty easily. So you can look and certainly you can plan your expenses pretty well. Right. I know my rent's going to be. I have a sense of my payroll. I've got a good sense of my insurance costs, and you know I can kind of forecast those things out. Wait a minute. We can do that. We can walk into a business, and if they've been around for a few years, we can look at their records, and we could forecast their sales to probably eighty percent of what's going to happen, barring some major, major catastrophe. And, you know, they don't happen that often. And if they don't, your business is very predictable if you've been around a while. It's very surprising. Our, our clients are often surprised that we can forecast their sales. So we start, to, we start with very simple, two, two uh, stakes in the ground. First one being, what would you like your sales to be this coming year? Pick a number, right? Most people will pick a number that's higher than it was last year. So if you're, you know, let's say you're a million bucks last year, you want to do a million two this year. Okay, put that one stake in the ground. I'd like to see 1.2 million sales this year. The other stake is, well, what's the profit? Net income, bottom line. Well, you know, how much profit do you want to see at the end of the day from that 1.2 million in sales? Pick a number. Now, people have said that, they go, well, come on, is it, can I really just pick a number? So pick of course a you number. can pick a number. Pick That's a number, right. okay? So hey, is 10% a good, good profit margin for you? Hundred twenty thousand dollars? Would that be a good profit margin for you? All right, let's put let's start there. Then we start to fill in the details in between. Start with the expenses. You can forecast out the expenses again based on where things are. A lot of the expenses are, are relatively fixed expenses. You have a sense of what they're going to be. Start to forecast those out. What what were they last year? Or are they likely to grow this year? Chances are, if you sit down and go through your chart of accounts as far as what your expense items have been over the last year, it's probably maybe. Two or three pages. We're talking about 50, 60 items. Not a yeah, ton. I'd rather, I'd rather uh, just guess. I can't. That's all a bunch of nonsense. I got better times, better things to do with my time. Better things to do with your time than make money on purpose. That's right. Interesting. So that's the secret, though. That's one of the great secrets of small businesses. It's finding those time. Those who forecast, oh. those who forecast and spend some time doing it, find that by God, when they do it well, and they stay with it, and that's what we teach. They basically end up hitting their targets. All right. Well, stick, stay tuned. we got to head to break right now, but when we stick around, we come back, we're going to keep on this, this topic of how we're do you get rid of that to death budget tonight. mindset and get more of that profit mindset in your business. I'm that's Adam right. Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we have a company, a business coaching company called Maximum Value Partners, MVP. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM. The new 101.5 FM and online at wintradio.com.
Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. Hello, Adam. I'm Jack Mancini. Hello, Jack. And uh, we are here tonight in the wonderful city of Willoughby, and we are business coaches. And we're talking about small business stuff, in particular, the word budget as it relates to your business. How in the world can you make anything exciting about budget? (laughs) Now, in order to try to make it exciting, Adam is standing up tonight. (laughs) That's all it takes to make it exciting. It doesn't, yeah. The 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 switch to exciting. We will we'll scratch at anything to start. Actually, it's not bad advice, Jack. If you're if things are feeling a little lull, just kind of get up out of your chair. That's right. Walk around. Walk around. Walk around from the microphone, and then. (laughs) No, we don't want to do that. Now, if you're a small business owner, that's a little tough sometimes. You know, people always make fun of the shorter people, right? They'll yell from the back of the room, "Hey, why don't you stand up?" And they're standing up, kind of thing, right? That's right. I don't have that problem. Being 6'4 has its advantages to a certain extent. Yes, it does. All right, so we're talking about, and you're always welcome to be part of the show, by the way. You can reach us here in the studio uh, every Wednesday from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-WINT. If you'd like to share some of your how questions you've got that you're struggling with, or if you want to chime in on the one we're talking about right now, which happens to be ridding the small business world of that budget mindset and get it instead focused on the profit mindset and so we're talking that that just makes you know that just makes great sense i mean it's just all to capture the millions of business owners in this country and to have them all captive to that word budget versus profit plan how in the world does something like that happen how is profit plan not teached in in all business courses i guess i'll pick on cpas i'm guessing the accountants talked about it to a certain extent think yeah that could be part of it um Corporate America talks that way. People get put on budgets. Again, it comes from the, from the, the, the big corporations to a certain extent. Um, it's bad. I, whoever, whoever the case may be, we still need to, need to eradicate it. I want to focus on the cause. I want to focus on how do we get rid of this you know, and, and get it focused on profit. And we're chatting a little bit before break about how to kind of start to pull together this profit plan. Right. And okay. start with those two stakes in the ground of getting your, here's my forecast. Here's the sales I'd like to have for this year. Here's my to, you know, top line sales revenue. Here's my goal for the year. We give the example of going from $1 million to $1.2 million. And the profit, net income, bottom line, same things, right? So we said, let's look at 10%, $120,000. So we start with those two stakes in the ground and start to fill in the details in between of all the expenses, all the money going out. That's usually what's focused on from the budget standpoint. And see how we're doing. Is yeah, that, one, once, oh, go on. Is it possible yeah. to get 120000 in profit off $1.2 million in sales? Let's see how it looks. Okay. That's often the question asked. Can I do that? Can, yeah. can I make that kind of profit? Once they embrace this, it, it becomes... Oh, it becomes exciting, coming back to that word yeah. again. Well, here's where the excitement starts to come in, Jack. Okay, we sort of say, okay, well, yeah, often they go through that process and realize, hey, actually, if I have 1.2 million sales and expenses I'm showing here, I actually get like 400,000 in profit. Holy cow, that's that's pretty exciting, right? Well, is that really is that realistic? Can we really get 1.2 million with just the expense? They start to kind of go back and forth and see how things work. And then we start to look at the, the sales a little bit, too. And this is, I'll contrast this to a discussion we have a lot with folks, especially if they're having some tough times, which is, We'll talk about getting the mindset correct in terms of, hey, if things go bad, they're not going to be so bad that all of a sudden you're living underneath a bridge in a cardboard box. Get that thought out of your mind. Right? That's, you know, that's not going to happen to you. So you kind of get you, you, you kind of get rid of that. So the comparable mindset to that is with sales. Hey, how do I know what kind of sales I'm going to have, Jack? I have no idea. We say, okay, wait a minute. You've been in business now for 
five years, 10 they years, a, 20 years. They have years. a great idea of what their sales will be well, if they put their mind to the it. The point is you say, look, if you did absolutely nothing this year in terms of marketing or that, just you sat here and waited for the phone to ring, waited for emails to come in, whatever it might be, you don't do anything else. Do you honestly believe you'll have zero dollars in sales? No. Now, we have asked that question. They've never asked that question of themselves. We've asked that question to hundreds of owners over the years, Jack. And we have never, ever gotten the response that, yeah, I think I'll have zero dollars in sales next year, right? So, okay, so we're not going to have zero in sales. I might not get the 1.2 million in sales, but it's not going to be zero. So where, where are we likely to get without doing anything? Just on the momentum of having been around for a while, current customers that are there, seeds that have been planted to make the phone ring and the emails come in, people walk in the door. There's things that you've done already to get to the point where you, where you are today. All right, so what's that base? Is that base half of that? Is it 600000 well, it's, it's something, right? So we start there and say, okay, look, I'm not trying to get a plan for a million two. I'm trying to get a plan for a million two minus whatever that base is going to be of stuff that I know that's kind of going to be there, right? That's correct, though. And that's, what, that's the beginnings of a profit plan. Yeah. Right? And we start to drive. Uh, my point is, okay, we're getting that. We're talking about, again, more of a numbers thing here to start with. The idea is to then take that and start to drive activity. We sort of then spent some time looking at from marketing plan, which because that's our third key. We talked about our seven keys of success earlier. Oh wait, I got to ask a question. Has anyone out there? Has anyone out there tried to do this? And what were the results? Has anyone out there tried to forecast their sales and profit? Give us a call four four zero nine four six nine four six eight. Tell us how you're doing. I, 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 we challenge this. We, you know, we just finished up May, okay, and. You know, Jack and I are pretty good sometimes, but we were within 1% of our profit plan for this year so far. Five months into the year, we're off by 1%. Not bad. Not bad. And, 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 you know, you can do it, too, if you've been around for a while and you embrace it and you think you can do it. And we encourage you if, if you know, you're our clients. So we have a lot of fun with this because it works. It's so how, how valuable is that to know? What's your sales and profit are going to be for the year? Look at how you can plan differently. Look at the, the spring in your walk that you can, can have here because you know. Now, you know what's going to happen, at least from the execution standpoint, the planning standpoint. That means you're also prepared if things don't go right. And conversely, if all of a sudden there's opportunities, you want to hire the best person in the world or you want to buy this inventory uh, you know, which, which would be five times what you would normally buy, you can commit to that because you're looking ahead, and that's where you as an owner, a CEO, that's where you got to be. It doesn't do you any good to be looking behind and lamenting about all the opportunities that, that are going by, and you can't choose one way or another how to, how to participate in them. That's the difference. Somebody who's got a good plan and is trying to execute it and looks at the, 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 the actual results against the, the planned results, they can run their company like that. And it's fun to make profits. It's not fun to worry about where am I going to get my cash from for the next 30 days. It's, it's much fun, it, more, more, much funner, much more fun to right. know. It's, it's, it's a key. Jack and I are always amazed, absolutely amazed how people make decisions without having this sense of the profit Isn't plan it? Yeah, in front. That's, that's, uh, so the last question, like you, you touched on a little bit, Jack. How do you decide if can I afford to bring this person in or not? Well, if all I'm looking at is short term, and I know what it's going to cost me more money going out, 
all of a sudden, if I had my payroll is at twenty thousand bucks you know, every couple of weeks, now it's going to be at twenty five thousand bucks, whatever it might be. All of a sudden, I'm now spending more money. So chances are, I'm probably not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because wait, my mindset is at twenty thousand payroll, and I'm thinking about hiring a forty thousand a year person. That scares me too. Because so. I have a budget mindset. That's right. Not a profit mindset. That is, well, I'm, I'm bringing this person in because they're going to help me increase profits. Maybe not this week, but certainly this month or this quarter or this year, because they're going to help enable us to do different things, to offer a new product or service, to be able to increase our sales and take take a load off somebody you know that's that's been doing something that can do something else. It fits into that to that plan, and it's. It's hard. It's hard to get that mindset down. People often will have, I, mean, I was, I was busting on a client a little bit last week that's been a client of ours for a little bit more than a year now. We're, we're still wrestling to get him into this mode of, of profit planning, okay? And, you know, he has a list. He called it a budget list. I almost smacked him in the hand. That's okay? right. That's right. Of a budget list of stuff he thinks they need to spend money on this year. Hey, I got... You know, I got money I got to spend on the parking lot over here. We got to get a new truck over here. We got to get some new racks for the for the warehouse over here. I may need to hire a new person. Also, he has a list of stuff of a again. It's that budget mindset. Here, I got to spend some money, right? Which in the fancy pants world they call a capital expenditures list, Jack. That is the fancy pants right? world. So where did that number? Where did that name come from? No, go on. You can answer that one later. Pan, fancy, fancy pants. pants. Yeah. Okay, we'll come back to that later. Somebody <laughs> calling to remind us of that. So. How do you? I said, how did you? How do you decide that you can do that or not? I said, he's laughing. I said, let me guess. If there's money in the bank, right? He goes, yeah. I said, well, well come on. I said, just because there's money today doesn't mean there's be money tomorrow. If you got other bills, you got to look at the overall plan. What can you afford to do? And how do you decide which one of those you're going to spend money on? Whichever one's more of a pain in the butt for you. Somebody goes out and twists their ankle in the parking lot because there's too many potholes out there. Maybe you do that, right? Versus whatever somebody's nagging. It's how do you decide? And for us, it's crazy because people don't plan it out. And so here's what, here's where I can do it. If we achieve this goal in Q1, the first quarter of the year, the first half of the year, we can now afford to do this. That's right. If we don't, we got to hold off a little bit. The plan, the plan, which spreads out the whole year by month versus the balance in the checkbook at the day you're trying to figure this out. Which one would you rather have? I think I'd rather have the plan that, that breaks out the year by month and tells me what's coming down the line and what my likelihood of getting those results are. And if I feel pretty good about them, I'll commit. I'll commit to a bigger purchase or a bigger hire because I, I know I can afford it just by the numbers. There's a lot of other stuff that goes into that, but this is a discussion on banishing the word budget from the world and talking so, about a profit plan. So I think maybe the, the, the question needs to be tweaked a little bit, Jack, because I don't think... Most owners of small companies have a budget mindset at all. Now, what do you think? They don't they have, have a budget. I think they have what you were just talking about. They're, they're, they have a cash mindset. And it's not a cash forecast mindset. It's a cash in the bank mindset. I'm logging into my bank every morning to see what I've got in the, in, in the checking or savings account. Yeah, That's the mindset. Right. I think you're okay? right, Adam. And maybe they're looking at receivables a little bit or some bills that are due. But it's, it's a, a, a very squeezed down... Today, maybe this week, maybe getting towards this month of a cash mindset. And it's not broader. I mean, it's even worse than a budget mindset. At least the budget looks over a year, typically, right? Typically. That cash mindset's a very, very narrow short term. So we got to fight through that cash 
Well, the budget mindset, is what, with the, the budget to then profit. I mean, we have to expand. It's like an accordion trying to expand them out a little bit to think bigger and longer and not just be so focused on today because that profit plan ultimately then drives the ability to forecast out cash beyond just today. But to look for, as we'd like to get to our key number six, 90-day cash forecast. That's right. Profits, wait, aren't profits the same thing as cash? No, they are not. I thought they were. They're related, <coughs> and they're ultimately okay. tied together. And we had that question a lot, and I'm sure if there are CPAs listening, you probably get that question from your clients a lot. It sounds something like this. When you go to your clients at the end of the year, and you're going through all the numbers, and you show them what a wonderful profit they have, which then leads to the discussion of how much they owe in taxes. And the ultimate question from your client, the business owner says, hey, where's all the money? You're showing me all this great profit and how much I owe in taxes. I go to my bank account, and the money's not there. That's a what great happened question, to that? What happened to that money? And of course, you being the all-knowing CPA, give them the great answer, don't you? Well, we have the answer for that, and you got to stay tuned to get that answer. So yeah, we're going to talk about this That's mindset in terms of that cash, short-term cash focus, the budget mindset. Get rid of that. Focus on profit and the profit plan mindset. So stay tuned. We come back from our break here for our last segment. We're going to touch on that some more and delve more into that. I'm Adam Sunhalter, and I'm Jack Mancini, and I can't wait for that next segment because I want to know or else I won't be able to go to sleep tonight or even watch the Cavs. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM and online at wintradio.com. from Sweden dream of silver screen quotation And if you want these kind of dreams it's Californication Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, listening to a little bit of ELO. Love those folks. Electric Light Orchestra, for those of you who are born after 1970. <laughs> that is correct, though. New to, hey, new to the Hall of Fame, by the way. I'm, I'm a partner with uh, Maximum Value Partners, along with my other partner for 15 years in our business, Adam Sunhalter. And we are here talking about profit plans and budgets and why you should have one and why you maybe don't have one. And if you don't have one, you're crazy. How in the world can you successfully run your business without one? And if you think it's too hard to do, give us a call and I'll take you down. <laughs> <laughs> Laying the challenge down, Jack. I like it. All right. So we're getting, talking about how to get rid of that budget mindset. We were talking in the last segment a little bit about the short-term cash focus to get the focus on profit profit planning and we left the teaser at last out uh, for the before we left for the break and I'll get to that in a second but if you want to talk to us live in the studio we're here every Monday or not Monday we're here every Wednesday we used to be around Mondays now we're on Wednesdays from 7 30 to 8 30 p.m. Eastern and you can get us in the studio at 440-946-9468 that's prime time that's when prime time. owners of small businesses finally have come home from their 12-hour day and they're sitting here maybe having a late dinner, a cup of coffee, glass of wine, or a glass of Tito's on the rocks. And they're listening to 1330 AM. Here we are. That's Or they've now downloaded the podcast or listen to the podcast as well. That's right. At, the, That's at their own happens. leisure. So it works out good. So here's a question that we left for you when we went to the break was, or picture that CPA sitting down with his client at the end of the year, and he's he's all excited or she's all excited to come in and tell the owner, hey, look at all the profits you made this year. What a great year you had. And they deliver that tremendous news. they got a big tax bill to pay. And they're wondering why their clients are all upset. It's one of the worst times of the year. Late March, early April, we have a lot of very 
pissed off clients because yeah, they have big right. tax bills and they're going, where is all the money? Where is all that profit you're showing me? Where is it going? Where did it hide, Jack? And the, and the CPA will tell them what? Oh, it's gone to your tax bill. You got to pay your taxes. Well, I don't have enough money to pay taxes. I got to borrow money to pay taxes because chances you asked before <laughs> is, ta- is profit and cash the same thing. That's and right. Not. Ask that. So where does where does cash hide? Cash is very sneaky though. It's like, like a little kid will hide in oh, different can places. Can hide right? in inventory. Can hide in receivables. Can hide in paying down debt. Those are the three biggest ones. Those are the three big ones. Okay. Do you have any of those happening in your business? Do you have debts? Because if you have debts, you're paying off. That's a cash drain, but you see no impact on your profit, really. There's a, you won't notice a decrease in your profit. If you have receivables and you're, and you're showing, you know, hey, I show revenue, you know, because I, you know, I build out somebody. I sent them an invoice, but I didn't collect it. Maybe it's getting a little long in the tooth where it's been more than that, that 15 are, or 30 are, days. And now those it's been are dollar days. bills that, that are hanging on the tree <laughs> for you. Or That's if you're a right. retailer, you know, we've had several retailers as clients over the years, and you know, Jack and I are kind of black and white guys at times, and we don't really fall in love with the product, but we know that many of you owners absolutely love your product and service, and especially those of you in the retail business. You look out on your shelves, and you see all these beautiful, shiny things, or whatever it might be, and Jack and I go, dollar bills, dollar, dollar bills. bills, dollar bills, dollar bills. So often... Those three culprits Jack named, inventory, accounts receivable, or debt payments, are often where your cash is hiding. That's right. They're robbers of cash. Or you prepay expenses, too. You want to make a bigger loss for tax purposes, so you prepay expenses. All those kinds of things are cash suckers. So that's why you don't have cash, cash even though suckers. you have profits. Like the unstuckers. That's different the than the cash suckers. The unstuckers and the cash suckers. suckers. There you go. All right. Yeah, Say that fast suckers. five times, right? No, no stuckers and suckers that. are different. All right. So <laughs> one of the things we do, and, and, and I'm sure many of you, too, have heard this. And again, we, we pick on CPAs once in a while because, again, they're, they're well-intentioned but often not doing a good job. They aren't sure how to engage the owners properly. So they'll talk about things like well, tax. They aren't, they aren't doing a good job of informing and educating right. so, their clients well, they'll, about they'll, they'll, the numbers. They'll use terms like tax planning, Jack, right? Mm-hmm. And if you ask an owner, ask 10 owners what tax planning is all about. You'll be lucky if you can find one. Now, almost every CPA you meet will say, I've talked to my business owner clients about tax planning. They have no clue what you're talking about. Or they don't do it well. So part of the profit plan is to be able to show us making profit. Part of what you want to show those is the ability to pay taxes, too. You plan for it. You put some money aside. You don't plan just wait is the operative and, and, yeah, word. That's and right. be surprised by it. You have a good sense. You know, when you're when you're six, eight, nine months into the year, you have a sense how the year's going. Hey, are we better than last year, worse than last year? How are we doing? So I gotta know what's you know what's going on. It's part of that planning. Maybe what we're we're really talking about here, Jack, is really that planning mindset. Well it doesn't all, really exist. The profit plan well that's that's true. The the the, the planning mindset rather than the budget mindset is that well, what yeah, I think I think a lot of the owners have shied away from the budget mindset because they have the the experience in mind that we, that we kind of share the story early on here in terms of that one client of ours, where they're afraid if I give you that budget, hey, if I give Joe that budget, Jack, he's gonna spend every dime of that, right? Because he's I got a thousand bucks to spend, I'm gonna spend it all. Versus, hey, let me spend what I need to help increase our well, profits. That's where right, the whole education on numbers and planning comes in, and you know, you're talking about a government organization that's much different i see a lot of bad ties with cheap shirts and uh short sleeves and 
people talking around. No one's going to be creative in a meeting like that. So here comes a newbie with all kinds of exciting opportunities to save money, and he gets shunned. So well, but I think people's mindset is that. The, the mindset is that they, they're, they're used to And it's true in big corporate America, too. People are, hey, you got to spend your budgets. you got to spend your budget, Jack, because if you don't spend your budget and you save money, you're not going to get that budget next year. You're going to squeeze it down. you spend less, right? <laughs> like it's a bad thing. Well, yeah, one of, the, one, of the, one of the best shows that's been on recently is, uh, if you haven't watched it, is The Office. Great show. Um, there was a there was a great scene in there where you know, I, you're a big fan of Seinfeld. I'm probably a big fan of The Office. You know, in terms no, of I'm just, a big fan of The Office. The, the, the too. uncomfortable that's situations. A good, good there, there was the one where Steve Carell's character, I think it was five thousand bucks, came back right because they they'd done so well in saving money, this and that. And the idea is, what do you do with the five thousand bucks? And how do you kind of determine it out? And, you know, he goes through all the stuff and <laughs> tried different t- different things. At the end of the day, what he did was he decided to give it to, him, give it to himself, <laughs> right? <laughs> <clears throat> Until the accounting department found out about it, right? I said, wait a minute. Did you decide to take all that money for yourself? You didn't. It wasn't because of you, right? Because it, it, it became so difficult for him to try to figure out what, what do I do with it? How, how do I disperse that thing out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it came because, I think, because he, he hadn't spent his entire budget. He'd saved some money. And so you have here's some five grand to kind of go. So it's, it's often incenting the wrong way versus the more profit. It's so much better to try to, try to be more of that abundance mindset of let's, let's create more versus that restricting whatever the opposite of abundance is going to be, the, the, the non-abundant mindset, for lack of a better term, right, of shrinking it down and, and, and squeezing. Because at, at the end of the day, as, as an owner, there are certain expenses you have to have. You can't squeeze down expenses to zero. You have expenses as part of your business. That's okay? right. So you can only squeeze so far if you spend so much time and energy on the expense side and squeeze it down. Well, eventually you can squeeze yourself out of business that way versus, hey, let's get it down to it's reasonable. We have stuff that's good. We, uh, we're always fans of trying to, 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 to save money. But put some save it energy. perspective. Yeah. You, gotta, you need perspective. You can't run your small business like you run your household. And I'm assuming a normal household, not a, an extravagant Hollywood household. So, you know, you a $1,000 decision can be monumental in, in many small businesses. Where it shouldn't be, you know, it, it, it loses perspective. So decisions well, aren't made and things of that nature which impede progress and keep profits down rather than keep them up. Well, because they're focused on just the expense side. It's that budget That's mindset. Right. So let me give credit. Most CPAs are good. They'll talk about because the clients will ask them, how do I increase profit? Well, increase revenue. Or decrease expenses. That's right. That's pretty if, easy. If isn't I do it? both of those, I'm going to increase profit, right? Even I'll remember that. Yeah, more money coming in, less money going out means I got more profit, right? <laughs> so we're going to try to do those things. Where they fall short, though, is on the well, exactly how do I do that? Now, they can often give a little better guidance in terms of how to reduce expenses. They're usually pretty good that way. They have at least some more insight to it. Usually, where they fall short is how do I increase my sales? And we don't have time to discuss that today. We've talked about it in some other shows. That's really where the marketing plan comes in, which is our third key of how do I grow sales in my company and grow the right kind of sales? Because if I grow sales, the right kind of sales, I'm going to increase my profits. Well, those sales have to be priced right. And in order to do that, you have to know your costs and you have to make assumptions. And those assumptions are made in a profit plan. You can't just copy what the the, uh, competition is doing because they might be losing their budinskis, where that's not what you want to do. You want to be making profit. Well, it comes down to the plan, how well you execute it, and what your knowledge is there. And if you don't have knowledge, 
I don't care if you're an HVAC company or a bakery or a manufacturer or an IT company. If you don't make profits, you're going to go out of business. And if you don't know how to make profits, you're going to go out of business. It's you know, Unless you get lucky, and that, that's quite possible for a year or two. But you got to know the fundamentals. You have to, to be successful. Well, picture coming in. Jack painted the picture early on in our show today about coming in and telling your team, hey, we're going to have a budget discussion today. Tired, draining, sounds like school, not very energizing, versus, versus. Let's come in and find out ways to increase our sales, to increase our profits, right? But sort of the increase in sales, have a good discussion around how that's going to happen and direct people's energies and ideas towards how we're going to increase our sales and do it and make money on purpose this year. So get rid of that budget mindset, get rid of that short-term cash-only mindset, and focus on the profit plan for success and making money on purpose. So thank you for joining us today in this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We invite you to tune in every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. If you have questions before, shoot us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call, 877-849-0670. And I am Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, and we work hard, we really do, to keep you guys profitable and having fun in your business. The more help we can give, the better we feel. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, or uh, WINTradio.com archive programs to see any shows that you missed. And learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. What day? Next Wednesday. What day? You got it. Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. <laughs> Thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com.